Hey guys, we're back with VP Precision episode twenty. I got Jake here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over in uh, over doing work in in Cheney, and I'm at home. Some of us have to work for a living, John. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Um, um, I just got off the phone. I I grabbed Chase uh, Curtis real quick, and I got like you know twenty five or thirty minutes with him, and so we'll throw that. Uh, into this episode uh, somewhere. Um, maybe we'll just put it right. We'll probably, I'll probably throw it in uh, right here. Hey guys, I got my buddy uh, Chase Curtis on the phone here. He's, uh, uh, we're both a little under the weather, so we sound a little off, but uh, we wanted to get some recording <laughs> recording done. And uh, we, we can't go into a, a ton of detail quite yet uh, for obviously, you know, patents and different things he's still working on, but he did post about the 22 uh conversion i guess you'd call it he's been working on uh this morning and so i was like let's just i'll just give him a call and, and talk about what we can for now and we, we don't want to we're not trying to like have teasers or hold information but there's there's some patent stuff just trying to sort out so um let's we'll That's just fair. talk about it for a minute a couple questions and then uh, i'll throw this into a bod- podcast with jake and i so um just be a, a little short clip and kind of go from there so how um and then if there's any questions i do ask they're like well let's let's skip that one just go ahead but what <laughs> when what uh when did you kind of get the is this idea been brewing for a while or when did you kind of start thinking about it yeah actually it was something Honestly, it was like most everything we create. Um, you know, it was something I wanted personally to use mm-hmm. in our in our shooting and and be able to develop and do. So it was probably maybe a year, year and a half ago we started thinking about it, okay. and um, it just didn't have time. And the way the industry was going, we thought, man, we really need to get on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so probably early summer to midsummer, um, started doing some prototyping and testing, and um, tested it for. I don't know, probably two or three months before we thought, man, this is, you know, it's a tangible product. We're actually going to be able to come out with it and go to production and make it work. And, cool. you know, it was funny, as you saw on the release today, we've, we've been doing the teasers and everybody thought it was going to be a full action. So yep. I kept getting messages on the teasers and saying, you know, when, how, what's the cost of the action? How's it going to work? And yep. it was so hard not to answer those questions I that know. way. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's not an action. It's a conversion kit. Which so. is so cool. I mean, I, yeah. when you first showed me, I was like, no way. And I've, show, I've talked yeah. to, with your permission, I've talked to a few buddies and, and uh everyone's like man that's a that's a pretty solid idea that is super cool so we're all you know we're anxious i guess before i shouldn't have, i should have done this in the beginning but uh uh to introduce chase a little bit for those that don't know i uh he came out with uh he owns and runs curtis custom actions um has a really cool three lug 60 degree throw action and it's what Jake and I both use in competition. We love it. Um, uh, short action vector is what we mainly use, but you've got a variety of, you got the, yeah. the helix long action, which I just, I haven't talked to you. I just finished my Norma finally, and it got it hammering. I love that action. Everything's, everything's nice. good. So you make long actions, short actions. You've got integral rails, detachable rails, you, got, you know, with the axiom, the vectors, a bunch of different stuff. So I just wanted to, yeah. didn't mean to skip over that, but makes a killer action. Obviously a lot of you guys are familiar with Curtis. Um, but just, if you're not, I just want to throw that out there. So, well, actually it's good you did because what's yeah. interesting with the conversion kit circling back is, um, you know, obviously didn't work in the helix because it's a long action, but yep. from as far as the axiom, the vector, and even the hybrid, uh, it okay. works in all of them. So That's if it's cool. a short action Curtis, you're good to go. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And one one kind of neat thing, I know you were, I don't know, you don't need to go into detail a whole lot, but mags were, were a concern and an issue for a while. And, and you've yeah. been able to, I, I appreciate you going, um, you know, above and beyond and, and talking with, with, with voodoo, correct. And, and, yeah, and kind they, of starting off talking with them and kind of working some, something out with them. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. Yeah. So the project kind of reached a standpoint, you know, kind of stalled because uh-huh. of voodoo magazines, because, um, voodoo does have some intellectual property there. And mm-hmm. so it, they were extremely great to work with Mike Bush is who we, um, dealt with and, you know, they were nice enough to make an industry deal with us and, and uh, give us the rights to use the magazines. So it's a great product. We're glad to use it. We're glad to work with Voodoo. That's cool. Uh, I think they're a great company. And, yeah. you know, uh, we all want to support the 22 market. I think that's part of the, the issues in this industry is, look, you know, everybody doesn't have to be so cutthroat. I mean, yeah. I know we make a 22 and they do too, but hey, it's, yeah. you know, we're all in the same sandbox. So, yeah, exactly. You know? There's a lot of good short actions out there, but we're all friends. I mean, we'll make we'll make impact jokes and Lone Peak and Defiance. There's a lot of good options, but yeah, it is, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty booming industry. So it's fun to see. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, like Tom said at the uh, 
you know the PRS family is like rising tide lifts all boats. Let's let's be polite, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, so, that's exactly right. I mean, that's cool of you to do that. So yeah, that's super cool of them to do that. And uh, I, I'm excited. I I personally have not seen the 22 in person. I know. Um, just I did mention some of the co- the patents and stuff you're working on, and yeah, and and I do have questions, and I've got questions from guys about Headspace and how it locks up, and unfortunately, that is one of the things that's. Um, you know, still, you know, patent pending or whatever you're working on there. Yeah. So we can't go into a lot of detail on that. Um, but can you speak to what have you seen? Obviously, I think 22s are finicky to feed. They're they're more difficult than obviously like say when we put a 308, those things will feed in anything, you For know, sure. and you work your way down. Dashers could be a little finicky, but they run, I mean, I haven't, they run so good. And you, you get, you know, you kind of work your way down. And the 22 seems to be, probably the most difficult thing to consistently feed um yeah, reliably how sure. what have you seen what have you what have you found how's that going yeah it, it's finicky i mean you hit the nail on the head we tried tons of different ammo and obviously we tried the staples you know with the yeah. center x and sk and, mm-hmm. and ely but um it, it really once you got it down the system we found was you know running like a top i mean i know with other 22s including ours at first um depending on what ammunition you were using you know kind of decided how it's going to feed and extract and fire and all the above but once you get the extracting extraction down it was fine to to be honest with you and i give props to voodoo on this their mag helped the feeding because it was kind of already set up that to work that way and obviously it's a proven system so feeding wasn't as much of an issue for us as extraction to be honest um okay but uh we did get it down and you know and look I, i can talk about some of it i mean it's it's nothing insane it's not you know, it's not earth shattering. It has extractor cuts. It head spaces just screws into a, a vector and axiom, just like any other barrel. We cool. will be selling pre-fit barrels. Awesome. So, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And I think, you know, look, we sold a lot. I'm going full circle with this, I guess. Yeah. We sold a lot of action wrenches this year, like a lot. And cool. what that tells me is a lot of guys are learning. Look, whether you use a West Texas lug or the Vector to switch barrels, that's that's your prerogative. There's a lot of options out there in the market. Yeah. But a lot of guys just want to go standard and torque the barrels on and, and go down the road, which is that's that's great. Yep. But the fact that we sold so many wrenches, I think so many people are going that way. Um, it'll be a nice option for guys that do understand, you know, the simple way of just, you know, a barrel vise and a wrench and taking yep. your barrels off to I mean, go from basically your full-on match rifle <laughs> without even taking the scope off the action, yeah. uh, swap the barrel and bolt in the off-season, put it in the same chassis or stock, and now you're shooting an NRL match or just training at home. You know, yeah. So it's a huge deal, and I think the market's going to keep going that way with um, with guys that want to do it at home, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. a good point of modularity. I mean, I don't want to yeah. compare precision to ARs, but, man, the, you know, you're swapping uppers and swapping pieces and parts, yeah. and that's getting to be more and more where you can – you know, the scope is a big cost in the long range game. We were talking, we, right. Brian and I, buddy, went to a pistol match this this weekend, had a good time, and a guy was asking, he's like, hey, what could I get into this for? And he's like, you know, if I had 1500 bucks, I was like, honestly, <laughs> you'd want to spend $1,500 on a good used scope, like every mm-hmm. last penny. The the scope, the optics are, are such an important piece, and when you start to allow uh, the interchangeability of, of, you know, say your say you got a six creed comp gun you spin yes. that barrel off and you throw a 223 bolt in there and a 220 you know and you can shoot a trainer with a 223 shoot that long range and then you right. can go down to the 22 so now you got one platform one scope one chassis with three different bolts and three different barrels man yeah. you can you've got three really really capable guns with you know by owning a you know a wrench and a vice which are yeah, relatively exactly. inexpensive and and it, it, it anyway it, it can save a guy um, you know, from setting up multiple guns, which is which is yeah. cool. I mean, not that yeah. we, we all want more guns, but but there's guys on yeah, budgets and getting just, out. It's, it's such a cool. It's such a cool. You know, one trigger, one scope, one chassis. It's just a big yeah. money saver. So it's cool. It's a significant cost. I mean, even yep. if you just bought, you know, barring the two twenty three and the uh, you know three hundred eight bolt, you know, right? Because I mean, a lot of people can do that. If you throw in the twenty two, I mean, you're talking about a whole new setup, basically. You know, oh, yeah. so I mean, it's it's going to be big, and I. Man, I, probably one of the funnest things we got to do this year was test that thing. I literally, when we got it set up and finally, and Jed <laughs> Moulton with Sage Precision actually did some, a lot of the prototyping on the chambering. And um, cool. when we <laughs> we got it finally extracting, this is no joke. I actually ordered from Midway like a thousand rounds of twenty two, nice. And I thought, man, we're going to take it to the deer lease this weekend. We're going to burn it down. 
I shot all of them in two days. Here the <laughs> I believe it because in our, in our little team group chat, every other video would be you just dumping mags. Look how good this feeds. Look how good, look how quiet this is. Look at this. And it was just ting, 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 just as fast as you could run that thing. I was like, I was like, man, I can't wait to shoot that. It's such a, yeah. it's, it looks it's sick. It's addicting. So, I mean, yeah. we put a little like KYL or even just one of those little Amazon spinners, you know, yeah. at, uh, like 200 yards. And man, when you're holding like, you know, 200 yards of the 22 you're yeah. gonna have, you have some wind obviously oh, yeah. so we were holding you know oh it's a mill oh it's a half mill oh it's a mill and a half <laughs> and you're cleaning that plate rack when you get on it going pop 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 that that's cool uh, seriously i don't know that there's more fun if you enjoy shooting dude i mean, I, I, cool. I agree man i got it. back in the day i won a, a, a converted 40x yeah. um and you know one of the early precision 22 actions if you will and it's just a riot like i i bought i'm figuring out 22 ammo it's expensive for the really high-end stuff and you start shooting it you know 150 200 yards and just it's so it's so fun and you're not burning your barrel out you just can no. you can shoot and shoot and shoot and the 22s just go forever so yep. i it's hard to slow down once you get going so <laughs> man, i agree i mean it, it cool. was uh yeah it was yeah, it's addicting to well, say the least and yeah know, i'm excited what kind of, I mean, obviously you have, you've been a lot of testing on reliability and you yeah. haven't necessarily been focused on pure performance of ammo, but do you have favorite ammos after doing I, this the last little bit? I do. And, and again, this isn't, as you said, it's just kind of the way the cards fall. I'm sure different barrels, just like in our center fire world, yeah. you know, different things do different, do different results. But for the one we tested mainly, uh, center X did perform the best for us. Right on. So right on. yeah, cool. yeah. And it, it perfect shot. Good. And we were getting, yeah, quarter inch to a little under a half at 50 yards and wow. about three quarter minutes at a hundred. So three quarter. Okay, cool, cool. Good. And that, and you didn't go through a big pile of ammo trying to shoot out the tiniest groups. You're just like, no, mainly do reliability yeah. and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So well, where are you yeah. at with, uh, you know, um, when do you think these would be available? I know this is a tough question in the gun industry, but when do you <laughs> kind of availability on the broader you know, market? No matter what are you how thinking? early we start, John, and I know you guys feel we all do. It's oh, just yeah. like, you know, I started this midsummer, and you're like, ah, we're going we're gonna to burn it down, man. I'm going to have it done by September. I'm going to have yep. them all at SHOT Show. Oh, yeah. No, never works. Yep. So, but um, middle of February, they should be. Uh, okay. probably take pre-orders right after shot and then middle of February start shipping. That's our goal. Okay. So they're, they're entering production or yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll try yeah. to keep you posted on here with that too, as well as obviously social media and stuff. So yeah, for sure. Right no, on. For sure. Well, that's cool. So, um, so all it is you need, so you'll be selling, uh, mags, bolts, and yes. barrels like in a kit. Yes, so you can buy it as a kit. We'll offer it that way. It'll probably be a slight discount if you buy the whole thing. Okay. But they're also all uh, you can buy them all individually. You know, if you if you go want your own gunsmith to do the barrel, okay, that's no problem. That's fine. We'll have ten prints available. Cool. Uh, but mainly it's the bolt um, and yeah, it's three parts: the bolt, the mag, and the barrel. Yeah. So right on, right on. Do it however you like. And we will be selling. Let's say, let's you know, if you want to just buy a Axiom or Vector twenty two, that will be an option as well. So, oh, a complete action in 22. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then yeah. and then for that, you just down the road, if you want to switch, you buy your center fire bolt and convert exactly. the other way. Yeah, okay. for that, sure. That's yeah. cool. Exactly, exactly. Right on. Well, am I missing anything we talk about or what? No, anything we'll else on the 22s? Plug to, or? I'll give a little plug to your buddy, Jake. Nothing to do, just circling back to the targets. Yeah. It was uh, actually sent me for Christmas, those new animal oh, targets yeah. for the 22 targets. Yep, that's those. awesome are sweet i'm not saying that i'm just saying like they're awesome because they're full silhouette little targets they're cool i just he did the same thing for me it was pretty cool he's like hey did you just get what i sent you i was like i was was we didn't go to the post office and my wife went down there the other day and i was like dude thank you it's like a little with a deer and a squirrel (laughs) and a pig and it was a bunch of different stuff so it's yeah. pretty fun. I've got a bunch of 22 stuff and love it. So yeah. I just, the problem yeah, is I go through ammo so stinking fast, but. Uh, hey, I'm telling you, man, a thousand, I'm serious. I really thought that was going to like, you know, last a while, but Dude. you just can't stop. It's no. like crack. I mean, you just keep shooting. You shoot you know? 10, you so. shoot 10, you shoot 10, the box is gone. Yeah. Over. It's just <laughs> exactly. as fast as, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So no, anyway. for sure. Cool. Exactly. Well, we'll do, we'll it's have to fair. do more in person. Um, I guess while I got you though, let's, um, yeah. let's talk a little bit about, you've been ringing out some, some long kind of ELR <laughs> type of stuff. You want to talk about that for a minute? Like yeah, what, 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 yeah. what gun is that based on? What cartridge? What do you find yeah. in? What have you seen so far? Yeah. So it's uh, a long time ago. When I say a long time ago, I'm going to say 2007, probably a little over 10 years ago. Yep. Somewhere in that time frame, maybe 2007, 2009, uh, a couple of guys, actually, and Kirby Allen was one of them, was doing some work with the yeah. uh, Excalibur case. 
And so I built one uh, on our design. It was the 3330X caliber improved. But the, at the time, okay. the only bullet that was really you know, made for that was the 240 Match King. Yep. Which, fine, it's a great bullet, still is. Yep. Um, that's fine. But the BC just wasn't high enough to make it compete with the yeah. bigger 338s. It just wasn't there. For I mean, sure. you know, it's great caliber, but it was, it was a moot point, really. Yep. So literally when Hornady came out with the 258 tip, I'm like, man, look at that. We got to, you know, reintroduce yeah. it. It'd be worth playing with again. Yeah. So, and long story short, I already had the reamer and all the dies and stuff like that. So okay. I actually had Jed Chamber one up for me and brought it to the house and I, I didn't, you know, try different powders and got a load up to 3240, which is where I wanted Jeez. to be because I was about 3250 with the Match King back in the day. Okay. And dude, we lit. This is no joke. I shot it over the over the uh, radar. Got yep. 3240. Shot a group at 100. It was like one hole. And then <laughs> seriously, it, it was. And then wow. so we took it to the deer what, what barrel length? 30. 30, 30 inch, inch barrel. Okay. 30 inch hawk. Are you? This yeah. is not to not promote your stuff, mm-hmm. but is are you running this on a? This is a different action, all right? No, it's a helix. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. know the caliber case. I mean, I've no, I've heard it talked about, but I don't know what it is. I guess is it? Yeah. So similar? it's a five ninety bolt face. It's a Lapua base. Okay. It's a Lapua okay. bolt face. It's just. It's probably. It's basically like a four sixteen Rigby neck uh, down to thirty. Okay. Basically. So you're but single feet. You're single feeding it in the helix then. Yeah. So awesome. you'll laugh at this. You know, dude. You know all of our. My stuff's always prototype stuff or one offs or scratch. So it's <laughs> yeah. funny what I what I did is took a. 540 helix meaning magnum yep so the bdl cuts are closer together obviously than a yep. 590 yep so it allows me to take the 590 case and throw it in and it feeds and functions like a single shot because it doesn't fall through the magwell oh got it okay it's yeah. like have a solid so, bottom okay perfect exactly yeah it's like okay. a solid bottom but not, okay but so, it functions the same way so 30 inch barrel run at what twist yeah. like a eight twist eight twist eight and a half eight and a half eight and a half okay yeah. and then what powder I, I, what powders I, I, you running in that uh, the only thing I've tried so far is uh, in 570. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Which admittedly, full disclosure, I'm going to try some other powders. One, I can't find it. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a stock from back in the day. And two, we, I would say straight up, we are getting some pressure. So I'm, I'm yep. not telling everybody, hey, yeah. you know, we're shooting this with 3240 and it's just a nothing. No, yeah. there's some pressure. So. It's, it's ripping. Okay. So it's back ripping. to the story, you hunt three at a hundred and then you yeah. take it straight to the deer lease. <laughs> you straight, to, straight to the deer lease. And we literally just said, let's just see what it does at a thousand. Let's go literally straight to a thousand. So actually we have one of Jake's silhouettes. The, the Actually it's the same thing we shot in Telluride. The okay. big deer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had that at a thousand and I we put the dope in, which was stupid. It was like, I don't know, three and a half mils or something. I mean, it's just like my four, 600 yard dope with my dasher. Yeah. Yeah. It was just stupid, you know, and Jeez. put it in and right on the shoulder and just bam. I mean, it, it not only hit it. I think that deer is only eighth inch anyway, cause it's made for far, yeah. far stuff. It yeah. dented it. I mean, Jeez. it, it wrung the hell out of it. Yeah. So that's a lot. 250 at that speed is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. What's the so, BC on the 250? I don't even, it's huge, isn't it? It's like eight. 70, 890, some G1. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. I mean, it's okay. Stupid. Okay. So then uh, we already had a mile target there, a 24 inch plate, and shot, not only hit it, uh, put a group on it. It was like probably, I don't know, four or five inches, three shot group. Wow. Yeah. Dude. So that's crazy. And, yeah. And, you know, look, full disclosure, you and I are always honest. Look, yeah. the ELR stuff, I, I have no problems with it. I think it's awesome. But to me, <laughs> I know we'll get there, and I know we've shot at 3,000 yards, which we did. Actually, Jed was shooting, and I was spotting. But yeah. we did shoot at about 3,000 yards, got the impact. But yeah. the reality is I was more impressed with the four or five-shot, four or five-inch group at a mile oh, than yeah. making the single impact at a 3,000. It was cool to do it, for sure. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, the guys that are bombing, <clears throat> I'm going to go shoot 40 rounds and get a hit at 4,000. Yeah. Well, good for right. you. But, yeah, groups, like – you print a group. I mean, I know the difference between shooting a, a thousand and twelve, and then fourteen starts to stretch. And then when you jump yeah. up to that seventeen, eighteen hundred yard range, man, stuff just comes apart. Like yeah. you got to really step up, you know, the rifle to do that. And to put a group like that at a mile is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was just it was just bang, bang, bang. I mean, it was just it was like you shooting your dasher at a thousand. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was far, but it was it wasn't any you know yeah. it wasn't a matter if we're going to hit it. We're group shooting. That's you know? awesome. So that's cool, yeah. man. Right and on. admittedly, two thousand wasn't bad either. Um, okay. I found with that with that setup, 
around 2200, 2000, 2200, things mm-hmm. after that, it gets a little squirrely. I mean, we were still, yeah. even at 3000, we didn't keyhole the target. It was stable. It was flying. Really? It was good. When does it go yeah. subsonic? About 27. 27. So you're su- yeah. pretty, you're okay. You're well under at 3000 then. Cool. But yeah. they were still flying. Were you having like crazy high and low flyers or were they all grouping relatively on elevation decent? No, they were, they were grouping fairly well okay. um, as far as, I mean, there wasn't any, there were some flyers admittedly, but nothing insane. I mean, yeah. so they were just tumble, tumbling out. The, yeah. the Mirage at 3000 yards where we, that particular morning we decided to shoot was just, I mean, Jed took a screenshot through the, sc- the spotting scope. And the target, which is about a, I don't know, I guess it's 30 inch gong probably. Yeah. It looked five feet tall. Like oh, it just was stretched insane. out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I haven't been, I mean, I've got my big, my 338 Lapu improved and it's sighted in and it shoots good. So I haven't spent a lot of time shooting it, but yeah, it would be fun to go, you know, that mile mark 2000, just playing around. It'd be, it'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that yeah. two, yeah, that 250, that A tip is Man, those BCs have been ridiculous on those bullets. It's, it's impressive. It's insane. And I'll tell you, I this this is something else that's crazy. Is there was a no custom curve to do that? It was the BC was dead on. Wow. And I was using a shooter app. We didn't do anything. That's like, cool. <laughs> like, you know, spin drift yeah. choreology. I throw it in there and let her buck. <laughs> yeah, we just screw it, shot it. You know, and it was it was perfect. But Dude, that's awesome. Uh, so this this is actually pretty funny. I know I sent pictures to you, and I, yeah. I hope we don't get flack over this, but. <laughs> We <laughs> we couldn't see the impacts to make a good enough call on the berm we built with a dozer at three thousand yards. So we actually built a bunker about yeah. thirty yards in front of the target, under the ground, and with railroad ties, everything like a shooting pit. That's awesome. And I was actually in the bunker when we were shooting those twenty five hundred and three thousand yard shots while Jed was shooting, and we were making calls back on the on their cell phones, both on speaker to call impacts and changes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's not stupid. That, I mean, people sit in pits all the time. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, the sound yeah. when the bolts go over, just cracking. Like, whoa. Oh, man. Dude, so we did that that morning, and later we had everybody come over there, and it was like, no one wanted to shoot. It was like, I want to get in the bunker in the yeah. pit, because it was just, it was such a weird feeling to hear well, the shot on the cell phone through the speaker. I'd hear, oh, yeah. Was and oh, then okay. like six seconds later, hit the target you uh, okay know? and you're not even getting so like i've set in pits at a thousand to pull you yeah. know pull targets for interest stuff um yeah and you're getting the sonic boom, but you're not even getting a crack because you're no. subsonic so you're just hearing the bullet go by yep oh that's, that's pretty cool yeah it was crazy it okay. was crazy that's was awesome crazy. and so you finally yeah. you did get a hit how many rounds it was 120 Eight. rounds <laughs> <laughs> no actually so 2,500 was the second shot, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, but 3,000 took eight. Eight shot was okay. the impact. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yep. Man, that's, yep. Pretty, yep. that's pretty fun. So. Yeah, well, and, you know, John, obviously you're a big hunter. And so for, for me, what I really like about it, I'm actually going to build a medium weight. That, that rifles, I mean, it's got all the weight kits and a chassis, and it's, yep. you know, it's 27 pounds. But okay. I'm going to build a 14-pound uh, version of it probably somewhere yeah. in there yeah. that – for what I like about it is you can put the 240 match king or the 250 uh, or the 256 or the 258 yep. whatever and uh man you talk about an elk machine oh, or yeah. elk hunting that's you know yeah that would be a canyon be crosser for sure i mean that would be yeah. that would be legit yeah, yeah that's cuz yeah. that's going to beat out so the you know i ran the 3 338 lapu improved with a 300 grain burger cuz that bullet was you know the highest kind of good hunting bullet bc in class but right that's now we like you said it's like it's funny how bullets bring cartridges alive like well the excalibur's sort of pointless when you got these other options now the bullet comes back and the case is is back right. in play and, and it's the same with you know the 338 lapu improve that 300 grain burger going you know 3150 right no it's it's super impressive and but it's also yeah. it's not necessarily king of the hill anymore with these other these crazy bcs coming out so no it's not and it, that's cool and, uh, is it necessary to, to do all that for just going hunting uh, no not no, really but, but, but neither is half the stuff we do that's the fun right. of it. <laughs> exactly exactly right well like we're saying what i like about it is if you it does change your mentality though when you know you can accurately do that and shoot those kind of groups and those numbers at a mile when you have a big game animal that you really want to take at, you know, eight or nine or even 11, 1200 yards, oh, yeah. it, it's just your wind calls less, your, 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 yep. you know, everything is better. You know it, what I mean? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, that's like, yeah. like I take my six, five or whatever smaller caliber I'm hunting with and yeah, yeah it shoots good at a thousand, but man, does it just 600, 800 is just like, 
is just yeah. a wheelhouse. And, and you just take those bigger guns and you just stretch it out. And that, yeah, it shoots good at 1,500 to a mile, but now right. 1,000 to 13 is wheelhouse, and everything inside of that's a gimme. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I couldn't, exactly. couldn't agree more. So what, how, yeah. many, how many grains of 570 are you running in that? Uh, 110. 100, okay. Okay. Well, that's what, so my 338, I run 112 of my yeah. shoot, reloaded 33. So it's got to be close to this, a similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only <coughs> sorry we're actually working with uh, RCC brass right now on brass because admittedly that's the huge issue is you can't get the we're using the stuff we started with the Jameson two star yeah and uh, you just can't get it I can't find it they yeah. quit making it and it's tough so we're testing that brass right now and to be honest with you if that works out we'll probably you know not come out with it we're an action company but we'll yeah. sell some brass for it or you know help people get into it or whatever but yeah. Um, cool. But if it doesn't work out, I don't know what we're going to do. That's just being honest. Yeah, <laughs> so, it'd be fun. It's just a fun project. I mean, that's how yeah. those boundaries get pushed. And I mean, yep. you know, go from giant Excaliburs to GTs or whatever. They're all, it's fun to, you know, new stuff is fun. So yeah, for anyway. sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, right yep. on. Well, um, we'll, uh, we'll probably wrap this up. We've been talking yeah, for almost so. a half hour, but, um, yeah. let's do, uh, well, obviously, we'll see it shot. We'll probably we'll yep. do. Jake and I plan to do a bunch of recordings there. We have got to figure out how to go about doing all that and get. We did a little bit last year, but we were so late getting the podcast officially published that a bunch of that content was useless. But so we'll try yeah. to get a bunch of fresh stuff, and we'll talk to you more then. Uh, depending on maybe where the patent stuff is at or, or yep, some more details, sure. we'll continue to share when we can. Um, yep. But yeah, I know it's going to be the way the twenty two is growing. I mainly wanted to, you know, f- hit that real quick. And, and it's, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's awesome. I love that it's a conversion, not a complete action. I think it's a cool, cool little niche that not being hit right now. So I agree. Um, good it's job. Really good. I'm proud of you. That was when you sent me that first video, I was, I was like, that's, that's very <laughs> impressive. I was like, that is really, really cool. I got, I got really excited. I, I was probably more excited than you were. I was like, that's such a, like that idea is so killer. I was just, I loved it being a conversion. So yeah, um, no, for sure. Anyway, Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, man. And we'll talk, we'll talk yeah. soon. And, uh, obviously we'll see a shot in another uh, week and a half or something. All right, brother. So, I'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Anyway, it was a good talk. He came out with the 22 action, uh, conversion that we'll talk about more obviously with him. Um, kind of a cool, cool idea. Uh, pretty excited about that. So we were going to talk about 22 stuff for a little bit, Jake and I. And then a um, couple couple questions that we meant to answer a while ago. Really, you know, apologize to those guys. We told them we're going to answer them on the podcast, and it's been a little bit with, you know, with Christmas and New Year's and getting sick and just just life, just busy. But sorry, our bad. <laughs> and we're trying to keep it up. We got shot coming up, so we should have a bunch of content. We got Arizona PRS match seasons kicking off here in about ten days, so um, <clears throat> the, everything's going to get rolling pretty quick. So not much of an off season, which. It's not, I'm not complaining. I like to shoot. So it it is nice being home and not feeling like you're missing matches and stuff when you're home. But, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to shoot again. So, um, you're, you're in that match, right? Jake, Arizona. Yep. I'll be at the Arizona match. Um, it's a super fun match. I, I like what they do there. They've, they've had that Arizona TPRC match for I think four or five years now. And, um, I I uh, I just really enjoy it. I like it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and you've always burned it down there, haven't you? Won like every one of them. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. I've been there once, and I got second to you. I remember that. So <clears throat> that was my first <laughs> my first year shoot. I was pretty excited. I was, I was uh I was uh it was fun to get down there. It was one of my I don't know my first couple travel matches was down to Arizona, so that was pretty fun. So yep, I remember that. I remember it, it well. A good time. So um, let's um let's just roll into a little bit 22 shooting um obviously with nrl 22 is growing uh you guys are throwing you know high-end scopes dialing up shooting long range 22 has been going on for a while a lot of you guys are familiar with it so we'll talk about shortly we're i'm not a self-proclaimed expert by any means i've got a a pretty sweet custom 22 a, a remington 40x conversion that i want at the mile high shoot that i love shooting um and and i have shot it a fair bit out to Ooh, I shot it to 600 yards, not very effectively, but I've definitely shot at stuff out there and, and gotten very, very close. But a lot of 350, 360 yards and in, I've shot, shot a lot, and it's it's an absolute riot. So uh, let's talk, Jake, what are um, relating 22s uh, to the centerfire world? What, what are some of the pros that you see uh, 22 relating to centerfire in regards to training and preparation? Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, I shoot quite a bit of 22s around here as well. Uh, 
uh, I'm a lot like you. I haven't shot um, as much as some people. Uh, some people, that's that's kind of all they do. And it, it tends to be, you almost have to pick one or the other because both of them are so involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so for me, I've obviously chosen to, to pick the centerfire stuff. And I've chosen to make the 22 uh, a really good training uh, part of, of what I'm doing. It's also good that I take my daughter out. She has a, uh, we actually currently, we both have, uh, you know, voodoo 22s, uh, they're cool. both set up exactly like our match rifles. So we have the same trigger, same chassis, same bipod, same awesome. scope and mount and everything. Um, and I think that's really important because every time you pick up a rifle, you want it to feel the same. You don't want to have to go through another learning curve, um, on, you know, a different stock or a different chassis or a different optic. You're looking through a different, at a different reticle. It really does make it challenging for people. It's, it's the kind of the same old, uh, you know, saying that, that, the, you know, the guy that has one, you know, what's, uh, you know, the one, a yeah, what, the guy with one rifle, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so he's familiar with that rifle. He knows that rifle. And so you can get really good to it. And, and we see this a lot in, in all aspects of shooting where mm-hmm. a guy's going to, a guy or a gal is going to change stuff up all the time. They're always going to have a different scope on or a different stock on. They're looking for that magic, you know, thing that's going to take them up over the top. But what they're forgetting, what they're realizing is that really they would be good if they stuck with the same thing and perfected that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's important with 22 as well is get, get some sort of familiarity there with your particular 22. Um, and it's, it's going to come up a lot easier, but some of the pros for yeah. me for 22 shooting is you can, it seems like you can do it about anywhere. Um, yeah. you know, short distances, you know, you have a range at your house. So how many, you could put up yeah. 3000 targets between yeah. 100 and, and and you know, and 300 yards, that yeah. zero and a hundred yards <laughs> yeah. and they could all be 22 related. And yep. so it's, it's just a ton of fun. Um, yeah. basically you're, you're doing the same exact thing. Yep. Yeah, for sure. No, I love the, <clears throat> we, we ran a couple of numbers and Jake was like, I think it's six to one and it is. And so a 22 at a hundred yards and a 10 mile yep. an hour wind is going to drift, drift 1.1 mils and yep. my, my one Oh five hybrid load out of my dasher at 600 yards in a 10 mile an hour wind drifts 1.1 mils. So, so it's a one to six ratio. Yep. It's it's exactly the same. So obviously it's, it's different and you can't, I don't think that somebody could just shoot 22 all the time and then go win a center fire match. Um, but it certainly can't hurt with, with familiarity. We, we've talked yep. a lot about seeing trace and, and <clears throat> the way you trained yourself. And I'm sorry. I keep on clearing my throat. I kind of got the stupid cough, but the way that you see trace, um, trained yourself with trace was a lot of, a lot of 22 and working up. So I think one of the pros is, is really good trace trainer. <laughs> it's going to have a big, you know, a big, when you're shooting at a hundred and 150 yards, that bullet's going up real far. You're dialing in a fair bit of <clears throat> a fair bit of drop. So you're going to see that you're going to see that bullet and you're not going to have any recoil, which, which is a pro and a con. So the pro of it is it's easier yep. to see trace and learn how to train yourself to see trace. The con of it obviously is there's no recoil. So you can get a little bit lazy on the gun. So that yep. really is, is one of the only cons per se, which is, is, is also kind of a pro is the, is the lack of recoil. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, short, we talked a little about a con of maybe potentially being short range being, um, you're not going to get updrafts and downdrafts and, and uh, yep. across canyons. You're not going to learn to read those winds as, as much. Um, obviously it's happening. You're just not shooting 800 yards where you can stretch out the topography and let, you know, shoot across past mountains and stuff when you're shooting one, two, 300 yards. Obviously the wind is huge. It's still there, but that would be the only other maybe con, but it's, but it's small. So, um, the, just the, the pros of it. I want to do more of it. I want to do more of it on the competition side. Um, yep. uh, you know, being able to put, put a, a, a range together or a match together with, you know, 100 yards or 200 yards is, 
is is pretty is pretty sweet. So what what you just came out and I thank you for the nice Christmas present. But you sent me some <laughs> <laughs> you sent me some pretty sweet little targets. You want to talk about those a little bit and what you kind of those targets a little where we got a little self promotion here, but but they're pretty yeah. awesome and I've got all the targets. Um, talk a little bit about your NRL twenty two kit and some of those new targets you came out with. Sure. So the NRL twenty two kit um, we we developed with the National Rifle League. It's the NRL official uh, NRL 22 package of steel targets. It's basically everything that you need, all the targets that can be involved in uh, all the courses of fire. It comes with uh, all, I think, 12 targets, four more targets for the KYL rack, all the stands, um, everything you need. It's very simple. Um, Most of it's all made out of quarter-inch AR-500, so it's going to be very durable for you guys. and, you know, we provide that. Uh, we ship those all over the country. Obviously, you can get those through us or through the National Rifle League. And so it, it really has everything. All those are round targets. And what we've done is we've come up with some some more stuff that people want. Um, and kind of our latest creation has been a small little a- animal target, of uh, animal package of five targets. It has a bobcat, a coyote, um, a deer target, a rabbit, and a pig target. And so what we do is we just kind of make them somewhat small rimfire, uh, esque, and it's fun to look through your scope and see something a little bit different. They're so sweet. that deer target's awesome yeah. too. It's got a that's pretty, pretty yeah, awesome. So. so it's, it's kind of a cool little, uh, package, um, of, of targets. And, you know, besides that, uh, you know, we make that official, uh, NRL 22 kit. Uh, but there's also some, some cool novelty targets out there as well that are, are, you know, very popular for 22 shooting. You got movers, yeah. uh, you got spinners from places like DM targets, which is also here in Washington yeah. and they do a good job. You have some, some other KYL racks and whatnot that are, you know, also really popular. So it really just depends what, um, yeah. you know, kind of for one, what your budget is. Obviously when you start getting to some of the novelty targets, they're a little bit more money, um, you know, where you can maybe get the package and start off with, uh, I think our package is three twenty nine or three hundred and thirty bucks, so it's a it's a really good deal for the entire kit of everything that you need. Okay. Uh, where you might spend that just on one target if it's a spinner, or just on one target if it's you know yeah. a mover. I think it's going to be quite a bit more, but yeah, uh, but yeah, the mover idea is cool thing. Yeah, so uh, the mover idea is kind of cool. I mean, if well, it's just twenty two twenty two in general is what would you say a, a, a just a, a obviously a rough ballpark of steel cost to put on a a, a quality two day match of of centerfire. Oh gosh, um, I have my target trailer, and and we you and I have talked yep. about this because we're running the the National Rifle League match this year in Ooh. May, yeah, um, and so it's gonna we have one hundred and five targets in that trailer. Obviously, we have to have brackets for each of those targets, and so. Uh, each target system, if we want to call that probably averages about 180 to $200 for the target and the bracket. Uh, obviously we also need a T post and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So we're talking about a, a good chunk of probably 20 grand of, uh, targetry uh, in a trailer that gets used a couple times a year yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so so just to to contrast if you guys have a range out there where well maybe you can't get you're living a a, a urban area and maybe your local range is doesn't have a great long range but it's got a solid hundred yard you can spend three four hundred bucks get a complete set of steel and start hosting matches that do uh are going to help you improve in the centerfire game. So just kind of a cool, it's everything about it is, is easier to get into the mover. I think the mover from DNM, like you mentioned is 700 bucks as opposed to what, 10 grand for a centerfire mover. Yeah. Um, and you can get spinner. So you can add some pretty crazy targets for not a lot of money in comparison. And so just kind of just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a cool idea. So it's fun seeing those pop up. It's fun, you know, here in the NRL, how many matches, how many 22 matches there are. It's crazy how many scores they're tracking. I was shocked when I heard the numbers from Travis. So, um, kind of cool, kind of cool about that. Um, the, uh, isn't it, isn't it 70 a month? Isn't, isn't there's doing, they're doing yeah. 70, 22 matches a month. Yeah. That's, isn't that sounds cool? right. That's just awesome. I know. And so part yeah. of the reason is, is that it, why that's awesome is because more people are going out and shooting and I have two little girls, uh, nine and 12 years old. And yeah. I want to, 
I want to have them shoot as much as possible. And that's one thing that the 22 is really good at is inviting the younger shooters, inviting the people that don't necessarily, you know, because frankly, there are a lot of people that are intimidated by the center fire, bigger round, bigger cartridge, bigger yeah, gun, bigger guns. Boom. Yep, um, and so there's a lot of people that are intimidated. Well, just getting people involved into the shooting sports is, is just so awesome. So, yep. I agree. Yep. Yeah, easier barrier oh. to entry, less intimidating. I mean, the twenty-two matches are 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 built more focused around beginners, getting people in the sport. So the the level of competition is different. The expectations from mm-hmm. people are different. Um, uh, not always. I mean, if you get in the championship, it's going to be competitive. But just yep. the day-to-day matches around the country. <laughs> um, I guess if people are looking, I don't. I, I should have polished up on this a little bit, but I guess go to the NRL page, search NRL twenty-two, and start to dig around there to look for matches. Um, Yep. Um, in your area. And then again, like if you wanted to start one, like I, that's one thing I was like, I want to do a match here, but I just can't do a center fire. I think I can do an NRL 22 match here pretty safely and, and easily. Yep. So that's definitely on my mind. It's something I want to do. We've been talking about it. So, um, I've got all the targets probably will end up doing that cause I can do it. And it's not, you know, it's, it's, right. it's, 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 it's uh, much simpler than a center fire match. So depending on your area. So, um, and some of the things that relates back to center fire shooting, like we were talking about, yeah. one is the rifle systems. Uh, the rifle systems can be cheaper, but we were just talking about it. They can also be yeah. just as expensive because, uh, you know, for example, right now I have a Voodoo. I'm excited to get the new Curtis 22 conversion, which is going to have the same yeah. thing as my my match rifle. But if you're if you're doing that, you know, you still want to try to do uh, quality equipment, stuff that's going to work, stuff that you're not going to have problems with. And there are a bunch of really good options out there. So, you know, definitely look those up the short distance. You can do it anywhere. Uh, and then the shorter or, or, or the farther you shoot with 22, it really exaggerates what you're doing, um, in comparison for the center fire. So the one to six ratio, um, and you know, for, when you're holding at a hundred yards, you're holding one, one point one or one point yeah. five or one mil. You're like, dang, I'm way off that plate. But yeah. it's just, it's the same, same sort of, uh, you know, uh, same sort of conversion for it. Yeah, so three hundred yards. Great is, training. Yeah, three hundred yards is a poke with a twenty two. So. Um, well, for me, right. I'm sure twenty two guys are out there, but Great. I need to. Do you have? Have you? Uh, did you, what kind of ammo are you running in your voodoo's and did you do very much testing or did you just grab stuff they recommended or what'd you do? So I need to send mine off to, uh, the, the Lapua yeah. testing center in, in Yuma, Arizona, I think is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have two of them, one for me, one for my daughter. Uh, I personally did not do anything. I just bought some Lapua Center X ammo. Okay. Um, and so the reason I bought the Lapua Center X is it seemed like that was the kind of go-to. And if you send it off to the place in Arizona, they actually will recommend a certain lot of Lapua Center X to get exactly the best thing for your gun. I didn't necessarily, uh, you know, care. And one of my thoughts as well is that amp, just like our ammo, when we have center fire ammo, we load it here in our house. Yep. Um, they're doing all that testing with that rifle in a controlled 72 degree, uh, environment indoors. Yeah. Um, I, for, for one, I still want to do it, but just a little bit of a disclaimer, it's like, well, who knows if I if I if they say, yeah, lot number one 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 is going to work best for you. I have no problem buying twenty thousand rounds of lot number one one one, but I'm, I'm also shooting in snow up here in <laughs> Washington. Yeah. So who's you yeah. know how in the world is it going to still equate to what I'm doing? So what I did is I bought a brick of the Lapua Center X. Okay, it shoots really good. It's yep. It's all in a cluster at 50 yards. I, I don't know what more I can ask for. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's pretty good stuff. I also tried, uh, I think it was the, called the Magazine X or the Standard Plus from SK. Okay. Um, and that stuff is, is pretty good as well. It's not quite as accurate as the Lapua X. Yeah. But I think every rifle is different. Yep. 
No, I, f- I thought that, found that for sure. I'm not an expert, <clears throat> but I bought a bunch of, I bought, I don't know all the names. I bought a bunch of SK, a bunch of Lapua, a bunch of Ely. I shot, you know, Cinerex and Midas and SK Match and SK, all these different ones and the Ely Black and Ely Match. And it was, it was, it was interesting watching the differences and seeing the differences in consistency of speeds. Definitely. It was definitely the more you spend on ammo, the lower the the you know the lower the SDs and ESs were like that was pretty clear that um, they just have more quality control. Really watching those powder charges and and that was one thing I noticed. A lot of them shoot good. The the Midas, the the Center X, the Ely Match, like those were some top performers. But you're talking like pretty small differences at a hundred. Like we shot some tiny little groups at a hundred yards and. And I think where you, where you really, where I really saw the difference in price, like at a hundred, I think you could save some money. But when I stretched out to like the 220 yard and the 360 yard marks is where you really see your vertical dispersion shrink the more you spend. And, and that's not being an expert. That's just what I've seen is the more money you spend, the less vertical you had at 360 yards by, by a fair amount. So um, I was just shooting at a big Ipset kind of watching the spreads and, and that was kind of interesting, but, but man, it's, it's pretty fun. Like a dead calm day. You'd have just the lightest breath. And I still had to hold like seven tenths of wind at 300. So it was, uh, mm. it was fun. So um, we need to get, we've talked about this. And I want to get uh, Paul Dallin, one of our buddies in Utah. Uh, yeah killer shooter he won the nrl uh, 22 championship last year and so one of these days we'll grab him we were gonna i was gonna do that at the nrl finale but he was sick as a dog so um we'll uh one of these days i'd like to get him and he can talk to he shoots a lot of 22s we talk more about that i know we get a lot of 22 questions so um we need to we need to do we'll do a couple q a's here uh some questions we wanted to answer a while ago and we didn't get to and then i'll throw chases in uh you know, Chase's clip in here. And so we'll be pushing an hour here. Um, so let's do, uh, we got a question. I'm opening it up on my phone here from, let's do that first one on Facebook from Rusty Patrick. Okay. Perfect. Um, you want to read it? So I don't cough. <laughs> do you have, uh, do, yeah. Do you have uh, it open? Yep. I do. Um, hello. I've been listening to your podcast since beginning. Um, I have heard you say many times that you run your loads a bit slower than most. I was listening to either episode 14 or 15, and again, you were talking about running lower speeds. Uh, This time, a bit more in depth. Some of the points that you made hit home with me. I am going to be trying out a new cartridge this year and have decided to give your theory an honest try. Getting uh, to the point here. I was wondering when finding this speed point, are you working up a load to find the max pressure point? Then once you have done that, basically find your nodes. Um, if this is the case, are you looking at these nodes and just dropping to the second highest node? If not, could you please explain your method of finding that lower speed point? Thanks, Russ DPS. Really appreciate your guys sharing your experiences and methods. Um, yeah, great, great question, Rusty. Uh, uh, here's kind of my, my thought on it is I've taken this BRX case of mine um, up to – super extreme speeds. And so I had my, my 108, um, when I was, when I was testing this and I was testing it at a lower node and I was running 2,800, 2,825, somewhere in there with this particular 108 bullet, I could actually take that bullet and run it very close to 3000, um, and then go to 3020 and 3030, uh, before I'm starting to see, or, or excuse me, before I'm unable to lift my bolt handle. So before it's kind of starting to, to expand up. And obviously I throw that brass away. I don't, I don't use that brass again. But the idea is, is that these cases can handle a ton of pressure. Um, especially that little brass. I mean, it's, especially it's this brass. And, and so one thing that I notice is that that pressure test is during ideal conditions. So it's 65 degrees outside. It's not raining. It's not humid. I don't have any extra pressure. I'm running a clean gun. Um, I don't have a dirty barrel. I don't have any other pressure adders to yep. that. So a pressure adder might be some water in the chamber. A pressure adder might be some dirt or debris, you know, or some, uh, I've even had it where I made a mistake one year and I did uh, felt tip permanent marker around my case right in the middle of it yep well eventually 
that's rubbing off inside my chamber and it's causing pressure. And I had a hard bolt lift yep. every single time because I had pressure. So those pressure adders are really what I'm concerned about. <clears throat> so what I'll do is I'll take my particular load. Um, I might put one in the sun. I might make sure one's dipped in, in some water. I might spray my chamber with a spray bottle of water, you know, trying to emulate, Hey, it's pouring down rain. How many matches did you shoot this year, John, where it was <laughs> pouring down rain, right? Dude, I know. I was, I was cleaning you my know? gear out uh, <laughs> the last <laughs> last few days, and I was with my rain gear and garbage sacks and, and pack covers. I was like, okay, it's time to get those out because we're, we're kicking off, and it's yeah. winter and spring. And, man, I got absolutely poured on last spring. So. Yeah, so it's it's really to the point where – it's going to happen somewhere. And so what I'll do is I'll make sure that I'm under pressure, uh, no matter the situation. Um, and yes, if it's a dry 28 degree day, you can run that thing really, really, really hot and get away with it. But as soon as one thing changes, now your entire match is shot. So Rusty's question was, you know, um, if this is the case, are you looking at these nodes and just dropping to the second highest node? For me, no, I'm not because they're uh, for a lot of these cases, it seems like the entire thing is one giant node. And so yep. I'm not necessarily worried about trying to find a specific node. What I'm doing is I'm looking for acceptable accuracy and low pressure. And for me, acceptable accuracy is, let's call it a half inch or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily need to just plummet one hole right down through the middle um, every single time. That's, that's not necessarily what I want. What I want is I want my average, my group, the center of my group to be in the center of that hundred yard zero or that target. Yep. That's yep. where I'm going to find that accuracy because guess what we've, I've went from my house where my gun was just shooting lights out. One hole doesn't matter where you put it. You, you got another. <laughs> I got a, I got a six five hole, and I can put my six millimeter bolt through that six five hole at hundred yards. Yeah. Well, you go cross country to Florida, and <laughs> what? Wait, what happened to my gun? It, this is this isn't the stuff I loaded up. Yeah. That's that's just different environment, and different stuff. So. Yep. When when you're doing that, it's just it's a it's a different ball game. I, I look for acceptable accuracy and sometimes I get the acceptable accuracy. I go down to Florida and I can't miss. And it's like, Holy smokes. Now I'm shooting through the six, five holes that I couldn't do at home. Yeah. So yeah, I've I don't gone necessarily that chase that. You know, I don't chase that. All I do is, is look for something that's acceptable for accuracy. And then it's at a low pressure and I can run it at any, any environment, whether it sits in the cold, whether it's on my, dashboard on the heater sitting in the sun whether i dip it in water and and whatever i want to make sure that as i do that i still have a really good um you know uh easy bolt lift that's really what i'm what i'm looking for because that bolt lift will be hard uh you know and that's an indication of too much pressure or you know when it is yeah no i think that's good i think there's a lot of gold there that's come from uh, I know I, hard lessons for me. Speaking of, it was a pro tip here, but too much sharpie on cases. I see guys drawing artwork on their cases. You don't, and that absolutely <laughs> comes off all over in your chamber. Now, um, you know, I don't know. I've seen it. I quit doing it. Um, the 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 concept of you know everything when you have a clean gun and everything's good and your necks are clean. And in your, the neck of your, I'm sorry, your chamber, not in the necks of your brass, but your neck, your chamber neck is clean. Your, that throat area is all clean, man. You can get away with a lot. You, you get a hundred, 150 rounds into a match and there you've got carbon buildup. You start to have a little bit tighter on the bullet release out of your case. You can get yep. some pressure spiking. Like there's so much gold there that I learned personally, uh, the hard way of pressuring out and getting running stuff too hot. And, um, I, I just take those things into account and we're not talking about you shot a good five shot at home and you printed, you know, three shots at 500 and three shots at a thousand in this tiny little group. What's that doing 150 rounds later under dusty, dirty, rainy conditions. And that's, we're looking for long-term averages. That is the benefit of, 
of BR based cartridges, be it the BRX, the BR, the BRA, the Dasher. Like there's a reason those cartridges are dominant is because they're consistent and they keep doing what they do. If you run them at reasonable speeds. Um, <clears throat> what I do is as regards to nodes is I don't see a lot of big flat spots in a Dasher. I feel like when you add a tenth of powder, the speed goes up and you add another tenth and the speed goes up. Um, they're just this really consistent, um, yep. just a consistent curve in a case. And yeah, you could, there could be minor nodes, but it's so small cause that case is just so efficient. And so, um, what I've done is I, I, I guess at this point, I kind of know where pressure is with the barrels I've been running. If I'm running 2980 out of a 26 inch dasher, I'm in, I just know I'm in pressure. I know that's too fast. So I get nervous when I'm around 2950, honestly. And I know there's faster barrels. There's, you know, different, uh, you know, Kriegers have been historically fast. I think hot kills can be fast. If you're running a 28 inch barrel, there's a lot of variables, but I just know for my stuff, I know 20, 2980 was way too fast. 2950 made me a little nervous and 2920 to 2930 with a 105 is like, is my, is my comfort number. Um, you know, and you can go lower. I've ran them at, you know, 2,900 and, and less. And then you get to the 110, the 109 type bullets. I want to be 2,850, 20, 2,800. You know, I want to drop down into that super safe area, especially when there's going to be rain. And I've, I remember last year before that, um, oh, that match on the East Coast, that frontline match that just poured. I just took out my normal charge. I think I was running 2950 and I just took a half grain of powder out and went up and shot a couple test loads and they were good. And that's where I loaded my ammo. Cause I was like, I know it's going to be nasty and I'd rather be a, a half grain safe. And, th- and that's the pros of the dashers. And those cases again is you can drop half grain. They don't fall apart. They're just, a, they're generally a pretty easy round to load for where you could go out of a, a, a so-called node in a six creed or, or maybe a, a a little more finicky cartridge. So, um, yep. I just kind of know, so speaking to the question, I know where pressure is. I know where the, the speeds are in my setup. Um, and so I just stay well below those. So for you, if you're checking new stuff, yeah, go find pressure, figure out where it's at, but realize you're doing that under ideal conditions with a clean gun and good weather. And so you need to allow, I don't know what a good margin would be, but you know, 10% under that. And then you need to go well under that. So, just kind of be just yeah. be mindful of it. You know what you're going for just from us talking about this. You're going for well under pressure in all conditions if you're going to travel a lot. So yep. we're we're fans of that. Yep. And the only reason I'm fans of it is because I learned it the hard way. I started, I was like, well, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to run 3150 with the highest BC? Because you hold less wind. It's a no-brainer. Like yeah, you I just, think you did that down in Florida and oh yeah. you it didn't work out for you. Everything was blowing up and you had to borrow someone's gun just to finish the match. Right. Yeah. I flew, I flew all the way to Florida, which is not a cheap flight from Oregon. It's about as far away as you can go. And I shot one stage and I was done. And so I just hung out. I, the AMU guys were cool enough. I think it was Daniel Horner. He had a, just a backup two twenty three. And I shot, it wasn't sighted in, so I kind of sighted it in on the next stage and, and figured my dope out on the next two or three stages. And I wasn't shooting for, this was early in my career, and I wasn't shooting for anything. It was just fun, but I was at least able to finish the match, but not in any sort of competitive fashion. And exactly. I will it was the first match after my first finale. Luckily, my gun ran. It was the same exact setup. It ran at the finale, but we were in Texas and in high desert you know, and it was, it was dry. And, and then I took that same exact setup that I had just run and, and, and actually did really well in, the, in the, my first finale. Um, yep. and I went to Florida and I was first stage done. Imagine if that would have been the finale done in the first stage, like yeah, I mean, you're just, just devastating. You know? So I got lucky in some ways. I obviously got screwed in Florida, but at least it wasn't the finale. And I learned, uh, so all these lessons I've learned the hard way. So anyway, we're, yeah. bur- we're burning some time. I hope that answers it. Obviously feel free to shoot us more if it doesn't. I think it does. Let's do the, let's do that last question. Yeah. And we'll cut this one off. So the last question is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase all this. Yep. Um, uh, he's shooting uh six, five Creedmoor currently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, uh, uh, do you have a name for this real quick? Yeah, uh, Jay Pratt eighty eight from Instagram. Jay Pratt eighty eight. Thanks for thanks for asking, yep. um, Jay Pratt. We'll just call him Jason. Uh, Jason Pratt. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going with Jason. Perfect. Jason. <laughs> um, I'm currently still running six five Creedmoor uh, until I burn it out. His basic question is: He knows I run the. 308 for training. He knows you have talked about the 223 for training. Mm-hmm. Um, the 223 is going to save a lot of money um, mm-hmm. because it is 
uh, cheaper all the way around. But he's also worried about, you know, is that a good round for training? What if he runs it without a break? Um, or, you know, what should he do in, in those situations? So, uh, great question. Um, you know, that's, that's something that we actually probably do something a little bit different on that. All yep. my training is done on a 3081 because uh, I buy or uh, get cosmetic blem uh, 308 ammo. Um, and what I do is I shoot that all for training. It's good enough for me to train on. And I, I'm not always looking for accuracy. Really what I'm, really what I'm focusing on is uh, I'm focusing on managing my rifle and I'm focusing on controlling my rifle. I'm focusing on that. That's why I use a little bit bigger gun uh, with a little bit more powder. Now I could do the exact same thing with the six, five Creedmoor as well. It's bigger. It's a bigger case. It's got more powder. It's got more recoil than my six mil dasher or six mil BRX. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my take on it. But we just talked about something very important, which is 22 shooting, uh, which is basically going from, Six mil to two two three is almost the same as going from two two three down to twenty two. I think no matter what you do, I want you to get out there and get trigger time. That's going to be the best training. The best shooters in the world, in my opinion, are the guys that continually shoot a lot and are into it a lot, mm-hmm. and they have the experience to 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 you know back that up. And so, for that two two three, you shoot a lot of two two three. You might be able to speak on his question a little bit better. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I I I hear the three way argument. I like it. Um, I did it. I chose two two three originally for exactly your uh, your reason. Was it was cheaper? Um, uh, if you've gotten the point sponsorship wise, why, where that 308 ammo is, you're getting a little help with some of that, which is, which is a valid point. Um, it does cost more. And so if you can figure out a, a cheap place to get 308 ammo, um, or, or bullets, you can reload them, obviously more powder, a little bit more bullet, but the barrel life is long. I think the barrel life there, you know, probably lo- potentially longer on a 308 than a 223. Um, but two, two, three is very long as well. So I chose it for the same reason. Um, what I do is honestly with the comp guns getting heavy, my, my, my six dash was like 22 pounds or something, 23 pounds. It's heavy. Um, I shot them lighter. They're just, everyone's trending heavy and I threw the weights on there with MBT and I love it. It feels good. I, I run my six, my twenty two twenty three. I run a two twenty three Ackley. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I run it with less weights in the same chassis. I run it with a, a carboned up suppressor that I think recoils more. I think my 223 recoils more than my six dash or comp gun. I, I mean, I know it does. And so it's not near as much as a 308. So you don't have to be as disciplined as a 308, but you do have to, it's, it's as much or more than my comp gun. So I don't feel like I'm losing a whole lot with that and it is cheap. And so what I do and my Brian's going to kill me because he doesn't like talking about <laughs> powders, but um, I've, because uh, they're hard to get anyway, but sorry, Brian, I'm hurting myself as well. But I've, 8208 is a, is a, a pretty good powder. It's easy. It, it meters really well on a Dillon. It's, and I chose to do a 223 Ackley. Um, because like exactly what you said at the end of your question, it said, uh, can would you, would I talk about more about the Ackley? I like the idea since you need less trimming and that's exactly why I did it. You don't need any trimming. You can take all the 20, 223 ammo and shoot it. Like when I'm fire forming 223, it hammers. So there's no downside to it at all in my mind. Um, outside of you need, uh, there's, you need to buy Ackley dies, which not a huge expense. Um, and you need to act the chamber, a reamer, but a lot of Smiths have those. So shoot your, your heavies, your 70s, your 77s, your 75s. I've shot a lot of 75 grain uh, AMAXs and ELDs, and you can run them at 2950, at 3050. I don't, I don't go crazy for speed. You can run them fast out of the Ackley, but, you know, 2950, 2900, it, you shoot forever, long barrel life, super consistent. It's a great, like I practice 600 yards and in all the time with my 223 loaded on a Dillon. 
You can crank out tons of ammo. I love the Ackley because you never trim brass. Winchester brass works awesome. I'm sure Lapua and others, but it's just cheap too. It's cheap, yeah. And so it did come down uh, financially for me was a two two three, and I do love shooting the two two three. So I I think I think your idea of shooting a six five Creed as a trainer is not a bad idea. Obviously, it's the same argument as a three oh eight as far as expense goes. Um, it's just a little bit more money, but still very good. Six fives are consistent and easy. Um, but that's the reason that I chose this 223 is it measures great on a Dillon. It loads great. They're not finicky. They're, it's some of my, like it's my buddy, Brian Pence and I shoot a lot and we both have the accolades and it's, it's, it's almost our favorite guns. We always, why don't we just compete with 223s? Cause we never do load development. We throw in 25 grains of it or 24 and a half or whatever. And they always just shoot pretty stinking good. Plenty good to practice with. I shoot this little three inch target or a little four inch round at 360 yards. Um, and I just beating it up. Yeah. It just hammers it. So it's a uh, it's a fun round. So anyway, we'll we'll leave it at that. Hopefully that answers answers your questions. Um, but it is for me. I did it for a cost. I think you're on the right page. You're not going to go wrong with either one. But whatever your budget can justify, I think, and you'll like either one. So yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up. When I throw chases in here, we'll be a little over an hour, so this will be good. We'll cut this off. We're gonna try to get Tom on here with Armageddon gear here soon, and and do a little AG Cup talk, and then and then shoot us messages if you would. Um, and I, uh, I, I want to get better at keeping up with our socials, but I'm working on it, but, uh, we do appreciate the messages. We don't check them as much as we should, but we do get in there and go through them, but please send us messages. If there's something you'd like us to look for at shot, um, we're going to be down there with recording gear. If there's people you want us to grab and ask questions of, um, yep. interviews, whatever, uh, we'll be, we'll be going through trying to get some good content for you guys, especially if there's new products coming out. Um, we'll try to keep some of that content uploaded maybe daily if I can get an email out to my wife and have her throw it up. Um, so it. if there's something out there you guys know about or hear about or whatever, let us know, shoot us a message. And if we can make it happen, we will um, amidst the crazy show. So anyway, uh, until next time, episode 20 VP precision. Doodles. <laughs>